hello and welcome to the Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. I'm your host, Edith Ivy Rosenblatt, and tonight's episode is on language and communication. How many different ways are there to communicate? Physical, verbal, nonverbal, body language? Look at the tabloids. Pictures are taken, and then a meaning is attached to those pictures. True? Not true? Honestly, the tabloids are nothing but gossip in the form of a newspaper. The pictures in the tabloids usually have a skewed view attached to them. The same communication style has been passed to mainstream media to the point now people are doing their own investigative journalism. For those of us on TikTok, most of us anyway, the communication style is so much more. Reaching out to people, touching them in some way with our experiences and also being touched in return by the people we reach out to in different countries and different parts of the United States and Canada and Europe. The podcast loves communication of all types. We've honed in on different styles, understanding the negative and positive forms of communication. Edith here. The biggest thing I've learned about communication and language is, I am only responsible for the words I say, not the perception of the words. However, I believe keeping topics about me to a minimum and not including opinions and conversation. Criticisms of myself and others are a thing of the past. I don't criticize myself. If it gets done, it does, and if it doesn't get done, oh well. I save it for the next day, always having a deadline in sight. Okay, communication or language is the topic of tonight's podcast. So please join the cast. A big thank you to Justin, who is Artificial Avocado on TikTok. He is the intergalactic, multi-dimensional, queer space hero. Kitty Rebellion is anti-diet and not a loyal dog to the patriarchy. Mel on TikTok, host producer of Past Level 50 podcast, and me, Edith Ivy Rosenblatt. I am the producer of NOMT and here to ride the wave of this universe. Live in the moment and share the ride with as many people as I can. We're all here on TikTok and have something to say. Thank you for listening to the number one podcast for women and the LGBTQIA community. We are the friend parent to women in the LGBTQIA bringing love and insight into a world who likes everyone and everything to fit into a nice compartmentalized little box. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Oh, something magical just happened. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, that's the cool part is knowing how many people you've touched. You know, like each one of those, each one of those follows and likes and everything is some some human person that has connected with you. 
yeah, in some way. You know, and resonated with you and, you know, liked what you had to say. And I think that's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's all in the communication, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has different communication styles what resonates some people don't like this I, I mean we i think we've all taken criticism um in our styles but we've also gotten so much back in return of i love what you have to say yeah that's cool right yeah you and, know and as a podcaster i was looking back on my dates and you know i started off as a blogger and i've been doing podcasting for three solid years by myself and then i joined y'all almost a year ago but on Friday afternoon, I was interviewed for a podcast, and it was audio and video. And I was so nervous. And I was like, every now and then I had to catch myself and remind myself that it's not your podcast, Mel. You're being <laughs> interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go. How did, I'm just curious. It was really go. good. She's a Spanish um, influencer podcaster, and um, she insisted that I speak in Spanish, and I did. And she looked at me like, mm, "This isn't working," because I couldn't feel like 100% <laughs> communicative as, as I did in, in English. She speaks English, so I forced her out of her you know, her little, um, zone. And so she, um, we did it all in English. Uh, I was worried about, cause a producer came in and she's like, you had your leg crossed and it, I don't know how it's going to look. And she had looked at it on her camera and then on her phone. And so when we looked at the, at a part of the podcast, um, from where it's going to the website, you couldn't see the leg. It was, I was wearing black pants. You know I'm going to wear black pants, you know? Mm. Hair was black. It was a hug around chair. It was perfect. I was leaning back, leaning to the side. And it was, I wore my shirt backwards. <gasps> on purpose, though, because oh. shirt, <laughs> yeah, it was on purpose because the shirt looked old-fashioned on the front because it has like an area that's a see-through-ish um, fabric in like across the chest. And so I wore it backwards because it was just plain, no buttons or anything like that. And it looked perfect. As soon as I walked out, I turned it around and she, she looked at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got this girl. I got it. So, yeah. And so it's uh, it's with a, it's called Motiva Network. And I'm going to be working with them pretty soon. That's excellent. So it was like a, a live thing that you went in and, and recorded for, not just like a, a zoom type meeting oh it was it was in a podcasting in a studio that's exciting it was like oh my god yeah so it was in there it wasn't because i did the zoom kind i did that with open nesters and that was cool um but this was you know face to face with a little table in the middle it was really nice that's fun Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome, Mel. That is Exciting. so. That is. Oh my gosh, like dream come true. It's yeah, a, I'm scared, but it's okay. I'm bringing fear with me. You know how I am. <laughs> yep. Check your bag. And coming out in the last three years, yeah, and being able to say what I want to say, do what I want to do, 
and relate to other people, different types of people. Mm -hmm. This has been quite the experience on TikTok. Three years of talking to people that I've never met before. I've met all of you on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that was the form of communication, TikTok, Mm -hmm. which is under scrutiny right now. I know. So with the communication going on right now, I mean, of course, there's all sorts of theories going on and, you know, 150 million subscribers. And here we are building these platforms with our audiences and for it to be suddenly taken away. And Mel and I talked about this a little bit. It's not like we've never started over before. Mm-mm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you've taken three years to build an audience and it TikTok's hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. TikTok's tough. It is. It's it work. is tough. It's an opportunity to start with experience, which I've never had before. Yeah. And honing in. TikTok seemed to hone us in with their algorithm. They're smart. Mm-hmm. TikTok is smart. And that's unique to, to them from any other platform. Right, right. And, you know, I love all your guys' content. It resonates with me. And then there's other content that I'm like, what's this bullshit coming up? Like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this makes me no too. sense. I don't want like, to know about this. How did you get this. here? Did you? Yeah. Are you on someone's piggyback or something? Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange how that yeah. works, mm-hmm. and how this this thing that you think is the dumbest that you put out gets viral, and you're like, "But I made a really good video with points, and exactly, you know, and you're like, yes. oh, I got, I got, I got six views.' You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, what is this? You're like six. Oh. 12 okay it's it's 12 now (laughs) it does make you think about your communication style because there i see there are some and i'm not i'm not trying to be judgmental or critical i'm saying if you're new you think tna as a woman Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get all the views and the you know the followers with tna i've seen it i've seen it so you know what i'm talking about But that's all their content. Yes. It's a that. language. You're right. Yeah. It's a language. They're talking with their bodies. Yeah. In right. a nonverbal way. That is communication. And mm-hmm. you and you if you look at their followers, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. You're gonna be like, yep, yep, yep. You, like they all look alike. They mm-hmm. all dress alike. They all got the shape. They all like it's just, you know. You just know. I call them collectors. Yeah. You know, and they, if they're finding content and they're Collector. making money and doing their do, do you. Mm-hmm. And then you have the content creators like like Justin here is talking about. Uh, what did you call it? The, the the one you went viral on today. It's um, infused edibles. Oh infused yeah, yeah. Infused edibles. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, right. You know, people who are interested in something other than pharmaceuticals. Right. Because that's right. more natural. Would I say is that correct? It's more natural. Yeah, definitely. So so you're looking at people that can't afford healthcare or their medicines and sometimes there's an alternative. There all there isn't always, but you know, Justin's audience is, you know, helping those people. Some people sell mushrooms. Some people sell, you know, so who's your audience and what language are you speaking? I can tell you, I speak man. I speak (laughs) internalized misogyny woman and diet culture. Diet culture. Like I, I find those 
those are different languages. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm starting to look at the world is, and, and I, and I want to learn the different languages that everybody has, because sometimes somebody would be speaking misogyny and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. And it makes me feel bad. And, and now I know, now I can say you're a misogynist. Mm-hmm. You don't even see it. You've been doing it for so long that you think it's normal. So I'm starting that to veiled gather. language. I'm sorry. It, it is. It it's is. It's that veiled language. You know, it's like the dog whistles. Like the, they're saying these things that may or may not be misogynist, depending on how you interpret them, mm-hmm. to test the waters. You know, mm-hmm. that's the, the whole Are nature of a dog whistle. With it? Yeah. Like how yeah. I, your boundaries. I love how you said the veiled, that the, the conversation is veiled. Um, so, so learning those different languages and, and, and there be, and they're, they're all, they've all been veiled. Diet culture was veiled. And, and like I said, now I'm starting to speak the language and I'm understanding what they're right. really saying. And some people run for the Hills. Cause I'm like, I know what you're saying. You think you're going to get over on me, but what you're doing is wrong mm-hmm. and it's hurtful. And that kind of communication stops right here it's broken right and i can add to that because the last episode was a lie and the truth can't coexist well my last relationship was someone who lived on being obtuse Mm. that was the language was being obtuse constantly obtuse very vague um I'll, i'll tell you the truth one minute but i'm but I'm allowed as a human being to change my mind and I'm going to get mad at you when you call me out. Well, that's just gaslighting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you see it, but it's a language. And then there's some women that women, whatever, in any relationship, we can accept that language or we can rebuke it and we can say, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm not vibing with that. It's not for me. Yeah. Language and communication fascinates me because you can do it with your face, mm-hmm. your body, a vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It, and then the, the relationship between people and their communication stuff, it has opened up a whole new world to me. Yeah. That's where I feel mine came in. I grew up in a neighborhood with a bunch of women on all different parts of like their lives and their careers or stay-at-home moms whatever it was and this was in the 70s and so I grew up with them the older women being on the porch and watching us and you know we would play in the street you know people always talk about you know oh we were left in the street yeah we were left in the street but the neighbors were on the porch, you know, there were some yeah. neighbors, yeah. you know, and they would watch us. And if you did something wrong or someone came by to talk to you, that wasn't supposed to be there. They would look at you from their porch with the look without one word. And the look would be like, girl, you better yourself. <laughs> and you could see it from across, you know, yards of. Like, uh, what was her name? Gladys Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, ours were they were all comadre this, comadre that. That was respect in the neighborhood. But as they got older, we got older, we grew up, we left in cars, and when we came home, you know, 
they would still be on their porch. But then they turned from being the comadre to ah, la viejita, you know, and at that mm. point, we dismissed them. We um, didn't, oh. they didn't bother us because our communication was like, whatever, what do you know? And we didn't listen to them anymore. Well, I feel like now I am, I'm 56. I feel that I am the old woman on the porch, but <laughs> 2.0 because my porch is TikTok. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. My audience is not a bunch of teenagers in a car. My audience is, I, hey, I'm in, I will be in your face. It's like you, you, if you like me, I will, you will see mm-hmm. me. If you don't like me and you don't block me, you're still going to see me. <laughs> You hate me. <laughs> you still watch me. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the comadre that's in your face because I refuse to shut up. I refuse to sit down on my porch and be invisible. So that's my communication is right now. It's like it's uh, I'm here and I am no longer invisible and I will be in your face. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, Mel. Go. <laughs> Your truth. It's it's about, hey, I'm going to start speaking the truth before mm-hmm. with me, I would just, I had inner boundaries. My boundaries were on, all inside and I thought I was making my needs known. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't until like my mom died and then things were happening. I was dealing with people And I was telling them, hey, my mom just died and expecting empathy from them and they weren't giving it to me. Oh, yeah. And it was pissing me off. And I called out a lot of people on it. My realtor, for one, and she didn't like that and and said some nasty things about me. And my mom had just died. Oh, my God. Mm. You know, so. happy. Well, you know, some people don't know how to handle it because they've never been through it. I remember feeling so upset that some of my cousins did not, they were not there for me when my dad was in the hospital, when he was dying of cancer. They weren't there for me. He passed away. I was 23. I was kind of alone on one part of the family. But then now here I am in my 50s and one of my relatives spouse died and I was there for this relative and the immediate question was how did you do it how did you handle the death of your father how did you handle the death of your mother this is the first time I've dealt with death and I'm like you know you and I explained what my process was and I told her we're not all the same and but I was there for her. I didn't say, you know, I'm not going to be there for it because I I love this relative. But it's right. so sad that as a communication, some people will shut down because they don't understand your process. And that's what right. probably you eat. Oh yeah, yeah. Realtor yeah. didn't understand, didn't know how to handle it, so they repelled away and and they did it the only way they know how to do it. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It's a language I don't understand. That's because, the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because being a nurse, if somebody's in need, you have to be on it. You You're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can't think about, hey, um, you know, I can't, I can't be there for you. I'm so sorry. No, you can't say that to a patient. You've got to be there five minutes before anything ever happened. You have to be there 24 seven. It's mm-hmm. it's ongoing. Yeah. 
And a realtor's job is not like that. So oh, yeah. much. Yeah. It but it, it gave me the strength to see the viewpoint on both sides. She's just not a she wouldn't she's not a person I would socialize with. Mm-mm. Now you know. And when people yeah. show you who they are, yeah. believe them. Um, <laughs> wow. Yep. I, I was reading on here signs of passive aggress- aggressive behavior. And do you guys know, are you able to, each one of you, give me a sign of passive aggressive behavior? Absolutely. <sighs> That's one right there. <laughs> <laughs> What me? No, the sigh. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm. There's so many. You also. I've done that. I've done that on accident, one time. The a sigh. few times, probably. <laughs> a few times. I think my mom was probably the most aggressive, passive aggressive person on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was not oh, content boy, with did- like. Oh yeah. It, what did she it's do? like it wasn't enough for her for like to be passive aggressive and just trust that you got the message. You know, it's like she would have to like drive it home. You know, <laughs> it's like her passive aggressiveness wasn't very passive. Yeah, it was like is that passively passive. <laughs> is mansplaining part of passive aggressive? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's condescension because they- you're you're getting the you're getting the woman to doubt her own reality by by giving the male reality version of her perspective it's it's very odd my dad asked me to to take out the take out the mail and i went and got the mail but i forgot the mail to go put it out and he go he looks at me he goes this right here is mail if you see a stamp <laughs> on it oh. it means it needs to go out and i'm looking at him like this here's my fist. If you what do you <laughs> so, I was like Kitty, oh you know what the best response to mansplaining is? I don't. What I'm I'm it? just gonna mansplain mansplaining real quick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Justin. No, play stupid. Just play absolutely <laughs> stupid. And when they you know, whenever he says like this is male, if it has a stamp on it, ask you a question and be like, so which one is the address? <laughs> For where it's from, <laughs> it's like keep. Going. So is this ingoing or outgoing mail? I'm really confused here, and I need some more help. Uh, did you know the and silent they will just treatment? Go with it. Silent treatment is passive aggressive. Oh yes. my god, that's oh, I didn't yes. know that. I didn't know that being late is passive aggressive. Yes, yes, yes. Oh hell, <laughs> I'm guilty. No, Avoidance. always late. Yes. Avoid. Yeah, making excuses rather than saying what's on you. Like I don't want to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't want to go. Well, I got this going on and I can't, blah, blah, blah. I'm learning some stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Look, that's why I don't, you know, I look at my intention about everything. I want to have honorable intentions. Um, if I tell you I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you. If If I ask you to lunch or dinner or whatever, I'm going to take you. If I invite you over, I want you to come over, right? Yeah. But then there are some people that can't accept these gifts because these are gifts. When someone includes you into their world and their reality, that's a gift. And you can choose to receive that gift or you can like 
Kitty is saying, you can repel it by letting these things be your intention. The silent treatment, avoiding sarcasm, weaponized, weaponized kindness. Oh, wow. Yep. Like your intention has to be on point. Wow. Malicious compliance. Do you all know that one? I have. Malicious compliance. It's whenever you are overly compliant to prove a point. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Whenever your compliance can actually be weaponized against the person that's trying to manipulate you. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like they sit against you. So I, I read this story the other day and it was, it was on Reddit. I absolutely love reading these little like firsthand accounts on Reddit. So it was in the, there's actually a malicious compliance subreddit on Reddit. And uh, this person was talking about a boss that they had who demanded that they print out an MP4. And if you know what an MP4, it's a video. And they were demanding that they print out this video for them. And the person was like, I can't print a video. Like, <laughs> it's not possible. But the, the employer was, you know, really just a total a-hole about it and demanded that they do it. So they went through and screenshotted every single frame of the video <laughs> and printed it out and gave it to them. Mm-hmm. So this was, you know, this was like a stack of, you know, like hundreds of pages. Yeah. Of still frames from a video. So that's like a perfect example of malicious compliance. You know, it's like you take it overboard to prove a point that everybody needs to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It, it's, it's all about, <clears throat> at the end of the day, language is about energy. In, in my estimation, it's what kind of energy are you putting behind your words? Is there love and kindness? In those words, is there understanding? Is there, if I can't do those things, then I'm out. Yeah. You know, if I can't give you that, if I, if I'm at, you know, I hear, you know, I have this one person that she talks over me and I I try to ask questions and I can't get a word in edgewise. And it's just a very awkward situation. So I'm not, angry at her but I don't want to engage in conversation because I'm not getting reciprocity mm-hmm. and it's exhausting it yeah is. yeah yeah there's an instructor that when she has a, an experience happen to her it could be someone not following directions or this is in Pilates and or whatever it is it'll it makes her angry and because it's like they're in danger of hurting themselves and she'll, you know, they don't listen. And I get that, but then they, they leave like that class is over. And then the next class comes in and she's still upset. And she, she, I feel that she takes it out on us, but it's like, I, at first I used to get really upset because I thought, ah, why is she acting this way? And it's like, well, that's, she, she doesn't have like enough time in between to to release that or, or to deal with it. And so the class that comes in, which is us, we come in and you know, we're it's a 2.0 class. We know what we're doing. We, you know, we listen, 
but we're mistreated because she's still upset from what happened, you know, a few minutes ago. And so I did, I did talk to, and this is what I love about this Ukrainian friend of mine. She explained perfectly. She says, look, I, I know she's upset, but I listen to her cues and I do my workout. And it's true. And I started looking at the class that way. I thought, you know what? She's mad. And I know it's not with us. So I started doing with, you know, I did that. And, and I, I got a great workout because I could do her workout with my eyes closed. I don't have to watch her do anything. I just, just follow her directions. But still, there's this one lady who internalizes everything. And she's like, oh, my gosh, we need to just leave. And I'm like, you, this is her. You just deal with it. And the, the quieter we are, we'll just move on. And the, by the time we know it, she does get over it. But she just needs it's it's takes a little bit of time for her but and i know we shouldn't be upset well and you know that's a clear indicator of burnout mm-hmm. yeah whenever Ooh. people start doing that and, and you know it's it's so common like you know as a massage therapist for like 18 years i taught massage for a while so i was really and those two fields are so similar because it's something that is easy to get accredited in yeah and it pays decently like you know, teaching anything like that is going to pay pretty decently, especially if you have consistent classes. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get used to making that income, but you get completely burnt out on doing the actual job. Yeah. So it's like, even though they love what they're teaching and love what they're doing, they haven't had a genuine break from it. And they've been doing it so much because those are also jobs that don't typically have a lot of vacation flexibility. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard because I love her classes. I mean, Everything that she does, I'm like, you know, the classes are hard, but she allows for modifications and and she guides you through them. But um, you just have to listen and just follow. I, you know, she'll she'll guide you through, you know, you can you can up level, you can, you know, modify and you're going to get a great workout. But I understand that as a teacher to be explaining something on three different levels and then someone in the class of 12 to not listen. And, and right. what can you do? What can you do grown up to grown up? You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, at, at least with a, with a kindergartner, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's like, uh, and then you can come to them and, and do one on one. You can't do one on one in a class of 12. You have to keep going. But there's right. a, a non listener. You know, I don't understand, <clears throat> you know, and it's hard. I, I could see the burnout and it's not her fault. It's not, but it's, we're the ones that are like, (laughs) (laughs) I gets hard to separate. Like whenever you have two classes back to back and like, you know, you had a bad time in one, it's really hard to separate out that this is a different class with different people. Yeah. Well, I like how Justin said that it's burnout. So she's, I have two scenarios. She knows she's getting burnt out, but there's nothing she can do about it. Yeah. Because she needs to work and she doesn't maybe have any time off or yeah. can't afford it or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or to be completely like, to me, I would internalize it and go, there's something wrong with me. I should be able to do this every day. And it's like, no, everybody needs to get recharged. Mm-hmm. So that communication within yourself can get lost. And you right. think it's, you think it's you versus 
no, you need a break. You're human. And nobody. Well, so many people don't give themselves permission for that. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's nobody there to tell them or, you know, you get home and your partner's like, you just suck it up. This is what you wanted to do. You know, we paid all this money so you could get. And you're just, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so they think it's them and then they're just trudging through and it just gets worse and worse till they completely quit versus can I please have a week off to recharge? Mm -hmm. So getting, getting to the bottom of that is, you know, there's so many different scenarios and now I'm like, what's wrong with her? I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) And It's funny because some, some of the, the people that, you know, we, we leave the door and then we have conversations right outside the door. It's glass. And I, I know they could see us. I'm like, y'all, we could at least move over. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they're like, what's wrong with her? Why is she? Tr-? I'm like, y'all, just I I was thinking it was a thing of how her mother communicated with her if her mother was angry with her growing up. I thought it was mother wound. Yes. And, yeah. I, you know, maybe it's how her mother showed her like, um, when she was disappointed with her and so then she takes it out on us because she has that you know you go to that you go for to that for comfort or that's how you cope but I did not think of the burnout and I could see that happening to uh Pilates instructors yeah there is no happens to everybody yeah Yeah, your fuse. I call it the, your fuse. Just mm-hmm. gets shorter and shorter. And, you know, it's like. <gasps> and burnout's tough whenever, especially when you don't have other options. You know, like a lot of people get halfway through a career and decide like they don't want to do it anymore. That's what mm-hmm. I did with massage. Like I made it eighteen years, and I was like, my body hurts, my mind hurts. I'm tired of not having time off, like free time off. Yeah. Like nursing for oh. me, I'm done with nursing too or maybe just nursing in florida maybe it'll be yeah. somewhere else we'll see I, how new mexico is I, yeah because uh, with teaching i was burned out and i'm glad i had the summers but the dread of going back it happened um i'm gonna say it was about 10 years ago i was like there's no way i can finish this but i did it because that was my retirement you know and i thought if i don't go right. back and if I don't keep teaching, I'm never going to get to that rule of 80. And so that's why I continued and, and I went as fast as I could. I'm like, can I buy a year or two? Can I put? And I was like, and they were like, no, you have to do your time. I was like, oh my God, it's like prison. But okay, I'll finish. <laughs> that's well, tough. It, yeah, yeah. The codependency and the, I mean, just just the codependency in and of itself, how we were trained from the time where we were very little to spend looking at other people and judging other people. And isn't that the acting? I mean, look how we have one side that is about love and kindness and mindfulness and being, you know, the queer community and acceptance. And then you have the other end of it which is the guilt and shame. Um, what's that show you watch, Kitty, with the red-veiled women? Oh, the Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. That they, they want us to be like the Handmaid's Tale. And then there's some of us that are whimsical, and I call myself Rainbow Butterfly Kitty. You know? <laughs> That's, but 
that's unconstitutional. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, The Handmaid's Tale, the communication there, which I just thought was so hypocritical because they had the commander and their wives who were supposed to be these wholesome beautiful beings that could do no wrong but yet they're lying to each other he's running around with quote-unquote jezebel like it's a he's going to that place in the city yeah Yeah. the jezebels Mm -hmm. and you're just like you're doing all the things that people do anyway what i don't i don't understand where you think you're better if you're lying to each other and you know i mean some women they couldn't even get through it and i could understand if you were in that fertile you know period of what they want i'm going to the colonies you know i'm old it's you know i'm just gonna but work. see sin is so much more delicious when it's wrong yeah it, but it's the, the but right the hypocrisy of it's okay if i do it because i have wealth i have power i have status you peasants. you can break those rules right that's what i'm saying it's still it's so hypocritical if anything, it made me angry, and all the women in the show were like, but I'm married to a commander. And it's like, he's a piece of shit, too. Like, yeah. he's cheating on you. It's like and those I, lies we tell ourselves, you know? Yeah, so the communication there, the communication breakdown gets lost in translation. I'm just like, this is all a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I can see how it scared some of the population of oh my god are we just broody or uh, breeding cows you know that's how you see us mm-hmm. yeah unless you have money and status like it, pitting it was the pitting women against women that sickened me the most yeah how they got women to betray other women meanwhile their men are running around you know and it wasn't even the ritual they were still raping women without their wives there and yep. going out with the Jezebel. So the whole thing to me was like, you men are ridiculous. You're disgusting pigs. And you want me to respect you and listen to you? Oh, fuck that. Yeah. You're trash. <laughs> right? Trash. Oh there's not a, there's, there, you, there, I think there was a time where money and wealth could get me to enable. And now I'm like, uh-uh, you're trash. I think they thought that because women were they thought that women were not communicating with each other that they wouldn't find out and that their behaviors would still be a secret Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no yeah good point good point mel um it it just the whole thing was just ridiculous to me and it's like so blatant of who Mm -hmm. the trash really was yeah i'm like you're no better You know, I meet patients all the time, men and women, that after a certain age, you know, they worked for a company for a long time, they got their pension, then they retired, and then they went home, and then they sat. Ooh, the city. They didn't move. (laughs) They didn't, you know, maybe they graduated eighth grade or seventh grade or, you know, hey, ma'am, I apologize, but you're going to have to explain about this medication to me I don't really understand you know so we're dealing with so many our knowledge each person has so much knowledge and then I remember a time when I would look at someone and expect them to have the same knowledge as me 
my mm-hmm. patients, you know. And it wasn't until one of my patients said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I, I graduated the sixth grade and I can only read so much. I only know part of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was a real op- eye opener for me. Yeah. yeah. So is it because, did you think because they were older that they knew more? Am I understanding this correctly? So you have some patients that I care for who are really educated, went to college, then maybe did, um, what is that, when you have more than one degree? I would have no idea. <laughs> well, they piggyback, they, they, they had enough money where they would pretty much stay in college. Right. They live in college, so their whole life was in college. Um, I have patients like that who live in really nice homes, who have a great, you know, great retirement, great pension, have kids, grandkids, and all of that. And then you had folks that maybe were neurodivergent in their time, and they didn't know because they were told they were stupid and you're not like anybody else and the guilt and shame, guilt and shame. And next thing you know, you're stuck in a spiral. You're not educating yourself and you're having to explain to other people, Hey, I'm, I only graduated sixth grade. So your level <coughs> of, of expectation of knowledge was high for them. And you had to bring that down and it took them to tell you that. And so did you uh, approach everyone differently or? Yes. Um, yeah. You had, you have to like quit assuming that, that everyone knows what they're taking, why they're taking it. Right. Yeah. As a nurse, I could see that you're because of the knowledge that you have, you <coughs> have it because they're taking this medication. They have this condition and they don't know. They just know that they have to take this pill with medic with with food twice a day. You know, right? Yeah, I see that. And that that does happen. I I expected that whole level of of what people know, what people don't know. I I think mine was opposite because growing up, I I thought that the older women that were in my neighborhood. <clears throat> didn't know what they were talking about because they were just at home or they were on the porch and I was stupidly stupidly dismissing them because these women had I mean some were born in the early 1900s and they knew so much I didn't write anything down I didn't take pictures I didn't do any of that and here I am thinking oh my gosh if I would have listened if I would have taken pictures if I would have just if I would have any of that I think my life would have been different if I would have listened to what, what they had to share as far as life knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I think it's, it's so, we all do that. I mm-hmm. feel like we all go, what do you know? And you're like, they're older than you. They've already been through it. <laughs> yeah. And here we are looking at, you know, the younger ones going, they're looking at us that way now. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah. Oh, honey, I already know how this chapter is going to end. You know, you don't want to listen. That's fine. You'll figure it out. (laughs) It's a hard thing to watch, you Mm -hmm. know, when, when, when Medicare is telling you, hey, we're going to take care of you, invest in us. Well, I'm sorry to say there is a nursing shortage and they just, they, I was just reading some snapshot, like a, 
of a picture that I took of an article where uh, DeSantis here in Florida, there's, we can take as nurses during a skilled nursing facility shift, we are allowed to take 40 patients. That should be against the law. Yes, that's, wow. I walked off a set. They, they wanted me to pour meds for patients and start IVs and complicated brittle diabetics and all this stuff. They wanted me to do like, it was, it was 32 patients. Mm-hmm. There were trach vent there. Like I said, IVs, there was a lot of, of, of things going on on all these patients. And I said, no, I am not doing that. She said, well, it's not against the law and it's in your scope of practice. And I said to her, so what? Yeah. Wow. They need care. They don't need one nurse <clears throat> killing herself for all these patients. Seriously, that's what they expect us to do. Kill ourselves. Because as soon as you fall ill or en- get hurt or anything, mm-hmm. someone else to take your spot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 32 yep. patients that's a shift. Not even teachers. Yep. Take 32 students. I can imagine. 32 pouring medications in eight hours. Mm -mm. The highest I'll take is 27. That's it. That's that's really pushing it, Edith. That's a lot. Well, I've been doing this for so long. I I can do that many, but I won't do any more than that. Yeah. I won't. Right. And I bet there's always one or two that make you earn every single cent that you get. Yep. Mm. Because that happens in the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. And that, that's why I got fired. Because I said, I can't, I, I, I don't know how you want me to do this. And they're like, well, then we'll get somebody who will. And then I got to hear the stories of how they can't keep anyone. And I'm all, her, her. I'm like, See? so it wasn't me. It was no, you guys. It was y'all. <laughs> it's yeah, the they- language of this country. This country is about lack you hear americans talk about how they don't have one minute and then they want to vote for somebody who does have because they think they're going to have Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's more it's we want more we want more out of you more and they look at you like what do you mean you can't handle it and you know this is normal and and they and you just look at them like i'm 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 done again being the loyal dog and i communicated for the first time and i always said yes i'll do the overtime i'll come in they said this is what we need i said i'm your girl and i would do it and there's no reward yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's no reward and two the very first time i ever communicated this is too much this is not possible you know, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> and they're like, well, what we're going to tell you what we're going to do is find someone else. You were disposable like, okay. yeah. Right. Right. And there was, a, and I think that's what hit me the hardest was I didn't understand, but I'm being truthful and honest with you that this is too much. And I got retaliated against, I'm not the first and I'm not the last. I'm saying right. that that was the first time in my life I communicated a need saying I cannot do this is not possible on top of calling insurance agencies and being on the phone for 45 how am I supposed to check in and out 20 people answer the phone be on the phone for insurance like there's just there was no way and they were like yes there is you're just gonna have to be faster and I'm like figure it out (laughs) yeah 
And they throw it at you like to shame you. Yes. Like, how could you not do this? Right. You, don't you know how? Right. You know, and throwing it on you. It's like, oh, okay. that, I've heard them in the workplace say that, you know, how could you not do that? How do you not know how to do that? It's like, uh, how about you get someone else to help me? Oh, no, there's no money in the budget for that. There's never right. any money in the no, budget for that. For pockets, there is plenty. That's, that, that's the language of, of, of the companies, right? Yep. There's, that's the answer for everything. And then we get the emails about the shareholder. The shareholders got a record profit of blah, blah, blah. And you're just sitting there in your little cubicle going. Oh, where's my damn money? Okay, I'm going to admit something. I went to church yesterday. My husband wanted to go to (laughs) church, right? Mm -hmm. uh, So we're walking up. We got it. We were in the truck. We were talking. I'm like, I have to tell you something. And he's like, what's up? And I said, I have to tell you that. When I was growing up, he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? I'm like, no, no, no. I have to tell you that when I was growing up, old white men, and he's he almost stopped the truck. He's like, what? And I'm like, they just, I was like, I think I'm scarred by the way they treated me. Old white men demanded respect. Oh, you know, that whole thing that we talk about now, I lived it as a little kid. Like, you know, I was I was a little brown girl, the whole thing. You know, I was not mm-hmm. I was a white girl. Yeah. I was, you know, I lived in, you know, the the streets that had letters. You know, I was poor. And so they made sure I knew I was poor and that I was brown and that, you know, I was nobody. And this is how they they made all of us feel. And so I have this thing of priests, the white priests, because they did it to white, old white teachers, old, just men mm-hmm. like that age. Right. And so we, we got down from the truck and we're walking. And it was this old white man walking. And he goes, oh, there goes your nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. I'm like, you need a, you're making fun of me. He goes, I'm sorry. But it's, it, it, <laughs> I see them as a nemesis. <laughs> and I, I was sharing because I think that's part of why I quit going to one other church that we went to because it, the, the priest was like the picture of that because he even had it in his voice like oh you people kind of attitude you know uh, and I didn't like that and I felt it and so oh, yeah they did it at church yes, yes. yesterday oh you that old I don't know what it is but and so I go to this church and I'm like I'm I, I have that little my eyes have the little slits like, are you going to be acting like this? Dude? <laughs> no, he was okay. The priest was good. They did the whole act. You know, it was. It's a, we were staying for a long time, but it was okay because I was like, like, how are you treating us? But he was, he was fantastic. So I think I will return to this church because I didn't oh, good. Feel, yeah. feel belittled. I didn't feel shamed or judged. And, and I got to, finally vocalized to my husband um my childhood trauma and and now he sees it as my nemesis so can i (laughs) i want to add to that i want to add to that because Mm -hmm. i think it's perspective so the church i'm going to um has several different churches 
right? So you can go and worship and it's Unitarian and then it's got, it's Christian. And so they're very flexible, right? Mm -hmm. But you have some people that still their judgments come through. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like an observation. And there's this one person that works the um, pantry, which is beautiful. And it, it, it feeds a lot of the Latino community. They have a, a lot of Latino folks come into the church. Mm-hmm. Right. And they love it. And they bought equipment and they've got a translator and they're really working on their ministry. But <clears throat> One thing I've noticed is one of the people that work the pantry said, it's a judgment, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. he didn't it's, he didn't view it as a judgment, but he was saying a lot of Latinos use the pantry and have for five or six years I've worked the pantry. Mm-hmm. So that could be perceived as racist. Yes. But I didn't perceive it as that. Mm-hmm. Because it was true. Right. Yeah. But the little girl who's there with her mom is the only one listening to him. She passes by. She hears him and she's like, old white man. Yeah. You know, because she is, you know, there some children listen. Some people, you know, they're like, oh, you know, shut up, you know. But And they hear that forever. Yeah, and they hear it, and they hear it, because I heard it everywhere I went. Everywhere I went, I heard. I heard the judgment of, you know, you're poor, or, oh, your grandma makes your clothes, or, you know, that, oh, you have tacos, you know, oh, look, you you have tacos wrapped in foil paper. The whole thing, it was like, okay, I better not talk no trash about tacos around me. (laughs) <laughs> but you yeah. know everybody wants tacos now but it's funny because you know we were judged and it was like oh isn't that cute you know and yeah it was always always old white men and that I listened to and I'm sure there were I'm sure there were more but the ones that resonated in a negative way to me were that that gender that age and and they're all dead now all those men but still i see the same man everywhere i go and i'm like is he judging is he pointing fingers is he mocking and he probably isn't but that's just me i and i think i think i need to meet some more older white men and realize uh they're not so bad but i'm stuck i'm stuck where i am because of how they communicated and what I heard. Right. Yeah. Well, the man that I heard say that is he's the kind of man that will go around mowing lawns for $5 because the elderly population at this church can't afford the $60 a month that someone is charging for mowing lawns. That's the kind of person he is. Mm -hmm. But yet here's this judgment I mean, he would give you the shirt off his back, but then there, here's this, what he said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and my dad's kind of the same way. Like he, mm-hmm. every now and then some shit will pop up that'll just, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dad, shh, don't talk. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I'm judging every man. Any man that comes in front of me, I'm judging them head to toe. What are they wearing? What are they saying? Are we resonating? Do they rub me the wrong way? Do do I get a bad vibe from them? I I am asking questions. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah. No man I will ever let get past get anything past me ever again. Like I said, I'm speaking man now. I know man speak. Hence, why do I why do I love having Justin on here? Why do I love having Adam on here? Like if there was a yeah. man and we all know the man I'm talking about, we had last yes, year. Yes, he that he's piece of shit. <laughs> It well, was, even mm. Justin, I looked at Justin like, you know, with one eye closed with the micro. With the, <laughs> I love it. I was like, what? What? Wait a minute. There's got to be. No. He's he's cool. He's cool. I did that with Adam, too. I was like, what? Let's look at their content. What are they doing? What are they saying? Who <laughs> Thank are they, you. Who are their followers? Yeah. Like, what are they yeah. talking about? Like, ooh, I am looking for one. Re- All I need is one red flag. Just yeah. one. And I'm out. Yeah. You know, it's really funny talking about that. So, you know, going back to what you were saying before, Kitty, about like, you know, speaking misogynism or misogynism. I love it. It's a holism in itself. Misogynism. You know, speaking misogyny and speaking diet culture. So, like, since I make a lot of real, you know, kind of woo woo paranormal themed videos, I really have to watch out for that new age to alt-right pop pipeline Mm. explain because there are a lot of people there are a lot of people in like the spiritual new age community that really get sucked into like the like the starseed thing and uh yeah basically regurgitated nazi propaganda oh right 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 yeah so, you know, it, it all, like, kind of funnels down into the same, like, white supremacist, like, you know, master race thing. And you have to be really, really careful with that because if people like that start interacting with your videos and looking at your content and stuff, you get sucked down into that part of the algorithm. And you don't want to be there because <laughs> no. the people there are not fun. So, you know, I have to be really careful with the language that I use and uh, talking about everything in a very philosophical way as opposed to like a factual way because people will really get sucked into that. And once you start dealing with people that are in active psychosis, meaning that they don't really understand what is real and not real anymore and the difference between fact and fiction, they can be very aggressive and it can really, really do damage to your content and to your web presence. So, you know, it's like that whole veiled language thing exists in like every little facet of of Instagram. It's like if you don't watch your language, people will suck you down into their weird little black holes of the algorithm, you know. I feel like it picks up keywords because I know when you're doing a resume and you send it to uh, you know, put your application in for a job that they are scanning that paper for keywords. And right. I feel like that, is that what you're saying about TikTok? So when you, especially when you do the, uh, I always do the, where you can, you can read what I'm saying. Yeah. The captions. I, the captions. I feel like 
maybe that's a connection where I'm missing, where I'm not vibing with people. It's because I'm not using the keywords that would resonate with them. So now you're making me think about that. Um, Cause sometimes I get content. I'm like, why is this here? Like, why is this showing up? I don't, this is not, you know, I've been on this for three years. How do you not know who I am? And I mean that in a way of the content, like, I don't talk about this kind of content. Why would it show up on my feed? So maybe I need to, to look out for keywords that I'm using when I'm talking. On oh, the absolutely. So like, here, here's a good example of what I'm talking about. So, you know, like one, one big little TikTok-y theory is the whole like uh, matrix theory, you know, like the simulation theory, like we're all living in a, in a matrix. And so you know, that might be fun to talk about, but then you start getting into people that believe that some people that we encounter are NPCs, like non-playable characters, like they're not actually real people. Mm-hmm. And I hear that so, so much on TikTok, like, oh, these are NPCs, talking about NPCs. It's like, no, just because somebody doesn't have the same breadth of intelligence as you doesn't mean that they're not an actual human being. I've seen a yeah, little so, bit of that. And they're saying that they're not real people interacting. Yeah. That they're just simulated people that they're like, like from the matrix, you know how like the matrix has like agents and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's another pipeline that people get sucked into. And then it's like, once you get sucked into that pipeline, then you've got the flat earth people that come in. Yeah. So it's like, there are so many <laughs> bizarre, strange worlds in TikTok. And it's like just staying on the fringe of them without actually going inside is a very, very difficult task. Mm-hmm. Mm. I enjoy it though. <laughs> yeah, me, too. me too. I have a friend who's into um, who's into <clears throat> the <throat> metaphysical. Is it? It's witchcraft, I guess. Yeah. And it's such. It's a religion, and it's a natural religion, and. I'm finding it very interesting. Yeah, but to to interesting to watch videos, but not to be in the community. I, that's a different thing. Uh, yeah, you, know, yeah. you can you can watch some videos out of curiosity, but by the time you know it, uh, it's like somehow they. It, the, I don't know how. I don't know how to explain. Not that they'll take over, but they're in your in your content, and then you're like, mm-hmm. because I I I followed a woman who was into witchcraft, but because as a person she was really cool, and then I would I would watch her lives because she she would talk about witchcraft, but then she would talk like cheese man. She was she loved the cheese man, and and she also. <laughs> uh thrifting so i mean i love that and she was she was a you know she was a chicana she had i loved her accent oh my gosh i started getting some you know i had all of the um (laughs) psychics and the uh, the astrology and all i was like oh my gosh but it took TikTok's like oh you kind of like this well here's 10 million other videos just like it yes i agree that that Mm -hmm. happened to me Yes. It was early on because I didn't know. I was like, oh my God, why am I getting all of this? Well, because your little <laughs> friend over there, you know. And then I don't know what happened to her. 
I, I don't I don't see her stuff and it's like it's okay. I, I can I can live without her. <laughs> I fully I go from from I flit. I'm like a butterfly. Flit, flit, flit. Mm-hmm. But the misogyny videos were the ones that were now thank God it's just Adam, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I think because I was hitting a lot of his stuff you know, liking his stuff and then going off and then seeing who's he stitched and, and things like that. It was putting a lot of misogynists into my, isn't that weird? Yuck. Right. Brother bear. Brother bear. Bear, um, That young guy that used to be a model. I used to follow him and then, uh, you know, all of his stuff. And then I don't see him or any of, that predator type stuff either i don't know if i just don't click on it but the one i'm gonna say i really like being a part of is lesbian tiktok i really enjoy lesbian tiktok (laughs) i resonate with lesbians because even though they're they don't hate men but they talk about things that women love and oh yeah yeah and i and i from the beginning i followed some lesbians and i love lesbian tiktok and um and some lesbians follow me i follow them and they're the coolest because they don't hit on you just like they talk and you're like yeah girl and you know and i don't know that's that's my favorite girl lesbian Mm -hmm. plant dad have you seen the trump Ooh, I'm gonna check him Lesbian out. Lesbian plant dad. Ooh, you guys are missing out. Yes. Oh man. I can't Do you job. remember Hannah Bread Talk? <laughs> I don't. Hannah Bread Talk. Look, look her up. I, I swear, this person at one point converted half of TikTok to bat for the lesbian team. Like she makes bread. Mm-hmm. And oh, just the okay. way she makes the bread, just it almost makes me a lesbian, honestly. Like. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. I've seen some beautiful lesbians. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn. Yeah, I'm going to do my eyeshadow. I sometimes like, I'm going to do my eyeshadow just like you, girl. And <laughs> yeah, I, and they're inspiring. But they're the, to me, they're the safest community out there for me. They listen and they mm-hmm. don't they won't follow you they don't they don't bother you they'll defend you yeah they're like sisters to me i feel like they're like sisters i'm following lesbian plant dad right now oh my god (laughs) (laughs) people can say whatever they want to say there's nothing you can do about it you can only be yourself and that is it and today I'm a chismosa, so leave me alone. And if people believe stuff, <laughs> crappy stuff about you, you don't need them. Yeah. But sometimes that crappy stuff's true. Sometimes- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shut up. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Communication yeah, in every, every way possible. The look, the way you dress. Everything is, to me communication energy it all just mm-hmm. smashes so beautifully together and then it comes out and you can change it at any time that's yeah. what i love is that you can change your communication style your clothes where well, you can change it at any time and i think so many people 
fight against it. But I've always been this way. And I'm like, is it working out for you? Mm-hmm. How's that working out for you? Evolve. That means it's time to evolve. Mm-hmm. And you don't know where to start. Start somewhere. It doesn't have to be grandiose. People think we have to make these giant steps mm-hmm. to move forward. And it's like, it doesn't work like that. No. no. Baby steps. One thing I've noticed about language is as long as I hang out in my body and I keep my meanings to myself, then the other person is free to say and do and be whoever they are, whatever it is. As long as you're not yelling at me, you're not beating at me, beating me, you're not swearing me at me. Like you said, you're not doing those passive aggressive things like Mm -hmm. silence and um, avoidance and clearly things that are negative mm-hmm. we'll get along just fine yeah yeah because once you live with someone who who is uh, always pulling the silent treatment all it taught me was to be stronger and and be the last one to, to hold out the longest I did that during my first marriage and it was very tough <laughs> and uh... I, you want to do the silent treatment Man. oh we ain't talking for a year <laughs> We don't ever need to talk. I will be quiet forever. <laughs> <laughs> that that reminds me of that man I had this weekend who was very demanding. And don't you know who I am? And I'm like, no. no. And I started to <laughs> shut down. And I was like, one of us is going to die standing on this hill. And it's going to be you because he was a good 25 years older than me. And I'm like, you're going to go first. I could play this all day. And that's- yeah, this is just a nutrition match at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and his commu- uh, my communication, I get very, ooh, ooh, the, the rage starts seething in me. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. but you can't kill them. You know, I try to do it with my, I do, I call them snake eyes. I yeah. do the slit eyes. Like, <laughs> I love the slit. I love the slit eyes. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. I see you. I still see you. And I get them real small, like real small. And they're looking at me like, what's wrong with her face? I'm like, you. <laughs> you. Where shall I start? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. See how much this isn't humor? my resting bitch face. This is my active bitch <laughs> face. I haven't even yeah. started, dude. I have not even started. Well, I can't hide anything. Um, people go, you, everybody oh, can same. read your face. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a poker face. I haven't had one in years. And yeah. I wear it proudly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want you to know how I'm feeling inside. Like, I, yeah. I was trained to hide it. <laughs> I was trained to hide it and hide it well. Again, I deserved an Oscar. I yeah. was like, oh, you know, I'm the best actress in the world. And now <laughs> I'm like, I cannot, like, I just have to be me. And the acting is so um blatantly fake yeah right i can't do it it right. just doesn't work for me anymore you so. see it in other people too oh it's always like, i see it Girl. all the time <laughs> <laughs> well men act like they're not drama and i'm like oh, uh police yeah they're the this biggest w- ones with the biggest feelings the yeah. straight cis men they're they're yep. if you hurt their little feelings then they're going to avoid you and they're going to give you the silent treatment. And oh no, go, this go ahead. Said to whenever you see a man acting like that in the wild, to just call, so, 
Oh my gosh, is it your time of the month? <laughs> You're being dramatic, aren't you? Don't you think that's a you should calm down? You should smile more. You should Ooh. Smile. Yes. Right. Maybe All put on it. a little makeup and do yourself up to make you feel feel better. <laughs> Falling out in bed. Don't you think you're revealing too much? You know, all <laughs> I love that. I it's love that it. language. Like we need your opinion. We we live for it. Please, please put your opinions on my body so I can go home and cut myself yeah. up and make myself better for you. Thank you. Oh, that's so over. That's so over. And and I know that's why a lot of men are upset, is the game is over. Yeah. They it's know. a it's a new game now and They're um <laughs> overtime but <laughs> yeah we've taken the ball and we've already ran off the field with it we're just like we're just... home already we're <laughs> home. where did you <laughs> moisturized and everything and they're still over there trying to play <laughs> nobody's playing with you yeah that's <laughs> clue number one nobody mm-hmm. wants to play with you nope no <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my gosh um, oh we're hitting we're at 90 minutes guys yes yeah. uh, this is too y'all. i need to go have leftover mexican leftover mexican food <laughs> her stomach's communicating with her right now yeah, yeah. feed me yeah. <laughs> oh that sounds amazing let's all go eat yes okay all right How we ending everybody this thing? Oh, okay. She's like, peace out. <laughs> Mel was not joking around. She is She's That was the end of the communication right there. Mel said, peace out. <laughs> but that's the back of her head. <laughs> that well, was thank you so much for having me back here. It was so much fun hanging out with y'all. Yeah, we love it. Thank Justin, you. Justin, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you. You're amazing. <laughs> All right. Bye. Y'all have a wonderful bye, time. Meow. Mwah. Bye. bye, meow. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. The whole cast appreciates all the listeners of Naked Onion Mystery Tours podcast. And if you get a minute, send us an email at nomtpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the NOMT podcast.